This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. All right, welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins. Guys, we got some big things in the works that's coming very, very soon. But for right now, I thought I would satisfy your... uh, your, your taste for college football, especially you Michigan State fans. If you uh, did not listen to the show that I do with Mike Valeni, we had Mel Tucker on, and we had him for about 12 minutes, and Mel kind of went on talking about uh, the team coming up, uh, the running back situation, the defense, and and even NIL and, and his, his methods. He went a little more in-depth in recruiting, and, yeah, we even asked that proverbial new helmet, black helmet question evan so yeah my favorite part of it just listening you know i'm in the bullpen listening while you guys are doing the interview and obviously i'm a michigan state fan so i hang on the words that the coach says but no no, you... no 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 don't, don't spoil it for him don't spoil it. let them hear it live okay we'll recap it after it's over how about that okay all that's right fine. so uh without further ado here's msu head coach mel tucker very pleased to welcome in Head coach, Michigan State football, 11 wins, Peach Bowl, a lot of excitement. Mel Tucker joins us on the show. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Excellent. I, I want to ask you a question because I- I've seen a couple of the, the videos and sound bites. Uh, th- this phrase, stay uncomfortable. And look, incredible year last year. H- how challenging is it? A lot of these players, that was their first taste of success to kind of keep that edge, keep the chip on the shoulder, and, and, and move this thing forward. How, how challenging is that as you head into this season? I think it's always a challenge, no matter how much success you've had any season, any any year. I think it's just human nature to, to seek comfort. And so we certainly can't afford to do that. And so, you know, we uh, you know our program is, is set up for our players not to be comfortable comfortable and also the coaches including myself I mean for us to seek seek comfort would be insane you know we have to be comfortable being uncomfortable I can see that Um, and we have to work hard to get better every day and keep a chip on our shoulder and be hungry 
um, and not be complacent in anything we do on any day. Coach, talking about your success, I mean, going from year one to year two, you had a ton of success, losing record, New Year's Six bowl game. Can you specifically say, how do you replicate that and exceed it for this upcoming season? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like I, I was just talking to one of my players. That's why I couldn't, I couldn't get on with you at uh, 4.15. It kind of ran over a little bit. But we have a process, right? We already stated our goals. Our goal – as a program, is to win every game on our schedule. It's always that's going to be like that every season. Okay, so now once you once we state the goal, it, we don't need to talk about it anymore. You know, it's about okay, what is the process? You know, what do we have to do on a day to day basis? How do we connect to our burn? You know, every day we're like, why are we doing what we're doing? How do we stay hungry? How do we work? How do we improve our technique and fundamentals? How do we play smarter? How do we play fast? How can we be? How do we play? How do we play physical? Like, what is the process? What do you have to do on a day-to-day basis? You know, to get what we want, and it's the choices and decisions that we make daily that that lead to behaviors and actions, which in turn lead to outcomes. And so, you know, how do we how do we exceed? How listen. Just one play at a time, six seconds of play. Coach, what can you tell us? A lot happened last year. Kenneth Walker transferred in. I don't think anybody saw what was going to happen on the very first play of the game, 75 yards to the house. What can you tell us about the two incoming running back transfers that you have? Well, they're, they're good players. Um, you know, Berger's a good player. Uh, is a good player. Um you know they're competing. You know they're hard workers. You know Elijah Collins. You know Jordan Simmons, Harold Joyner. You know all competing. Um, you know I like what I've seen so far. You know but we have to we have to you know we have to have a good offensive line play. The receivers and tight ends have to block. You know and uh, you know we have to have really good practices and, and make each other better. You know to you know to get the productivity in the run game that we know that we need. We need to have balance on offense. We need to be able to run the ball on our terms, you know, when we want to run it and when we need to run it. And, you know, people always ask me, like, on a daily basis, maybe even a few times a day, you know, about Ken Walker. Well, you know, listen, how many Ken Walkers are there out there like that? I mean, he he was the best running back in college football, arguably. You know, so – you know, we we need our guys to be productive, and they're good players, and so they take care of the football, you know, and run the rock the way it's supposed to be run. We'll be in good shape. Coach Mel Tucker, Michigan State University, joining us. Uh, no, and and you mentioned it, it. It's there is no like one-off replacement. I mean, he's he was a generational running back. I, I, it's interesting because I I've heard your offensive coordinator Jay Johnson say it how. The tight end kind of unlocks the rest of the offense. You guys brought in a transfer in Daniel Barker from Illinois. Is there is there a chance that that is what kind of through moves like that you begin to now again dictate to defenses what they do and put them in uncomfortable spots in a different way, but getting the same result as when K nine was there? Yeah, the, the, it's a, the bottom line is the overall production, and you know, in the run game in the past game, how efficient we are, what type of balance we're able to have, how do we take take advantage of matchups, you know, take advantage of, of, of uh, what we see on tape, like, you know, where we can be effective, what's the pass game or the run game. So you need good players to be able to do that. You just you need good players, like, all throughout your offense, whether receivers, 
you know, tight ends, the, the backs, the line. You have, you have to have really good quarterback play. You know, you need you need guys that can win one on one. You know, so so and we feel like we have guys that that have the potential to be able to to, to give people problems. You know, one on one in the pass game. You know, be you know be hardcore and and uh, and physical and tough in the run game. You know, we have we have receivers that we feel like can win one on one. We have backs, you know, quarterback that can be efficient, that can lead, that can compete at a high level. You know, can do what we need to do. A line that can, you know, you know, like get some movement. You know, protect the quarterback. You know, we we have to get it done as a as a unit, like as a team. We're not going to leave it up to one guy. That was never our intention ever. It's never been our intention to leave it up to one guy. We can't, you can't, we can't get it done like that. You know, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to play complimentary football. We're gonna have to compliment each other. We're gonna have to compliment each other. You know, offense, defense, and special teams. We're gonna have to get it done as a team. Talking with Michigan State head coach Mel Tucker, and, and Tucker, let's go to the other side of the ball to the defense. And last year, first and second down, you guys were tenacious getting to the quarterback but you just couldn't get off the field on third and fourth down you even joked about it at the big 10 media day saying that the pass defense couldn't get any worse what are the changes that are going to take place this year is it the transfers coming in is it the uh, maturation of the existing players what is it about that defense that's going to be different yeah well we you, you can't we couldn't get any worse because we were last you know so i mean that's just about as low as you can get at that point, so I mean, that was just the reality of the situation. Um, you know, we have some some new players on defense, some new newcomers, and then some of the players that were here um, be, before have gotten better. You know, and and uh, and that's on the D line, the linebackers, and the secondary. You know, and uh, you know we've evaluated everything um, that that we've done. We work hard to, you know, tighten up those areas and improve, you know, and be able to stop the run, you know, and, and on first and second down and be efficient and get them a third long and get the hell off the field, you know, and get the ball back to our offense, you know, and take the ball away. So, you know, that's been a huge point of emphasis for us, you know, and we're working on we're working on that today. You know, we have practice this morning and, you know, we're getting after it and we're, we're going to work on that every single day. We just need to get better. Um, I mean, we know, I mean, Listen, no one, no everybody knows that you know our pass defense wasn't what it needed to be by any stretch of imagination, you know. And we need to we need to have our rush and our coverage working together. So, I mean, we've got something to prove. There's no doubt about that, you know. Coach, you you had a very busy summer. I mean, you were all over social media, whether it was with uh, cars in the stadium, was with recruits, you taking trips. What was the thing that stood out the most this summer for you? Well, you know. So, so June was a big month for us because we had we had official visitors in every single weekend. Some like one weekend we had like fourteen players and prospects and their families, you know. And it was it was it was like that every weekend. And then we had camps going on. We had unofficials coming in coming in during the week, you know. So it was recruiting, you know, wall to wall, you know, day in and day out. And um, and that's the lifeblood of our organization. You know, we need to be able to um, get the best players in order to get what we want. You know, to have the type of program we want. And what stood out to me was that you know there's players from you know East Coast, West Coast, you know North South, very interested in Michigan State. You know, and we're in the mix 
with a lot of really, really good football players. We have some commitments from some, um, some we don't have yet. Um, and but you know we're we're in the game, and and that was the goal. The goal was to go out and 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 target the best players, you know, and go after and get those guys. Figure out a way to find you know find a way to get it done. Um, to 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 finish first in these recruiting battles, you know, which are are their long battles, you know, they're um, they're uh, they're ruthless battles in recruiting, you know, NIL. It's become a, a huge thing in recruiting now, so it's treacherous, you know. But we're in it to win it. We we need to get the best players, and so that's what we did. And a lot of those players were on campus in June here, um, and they're gonna they're gonna be here in the fall. They're gonna come watch us play, and they're, after the season we're gonna have some official visits. And we're gonna keep pounding. We're gonna keep hammering to make sure we get the best players in here. Coach, you mentioned NIL, and, and you just you know you used the word treacherous. And I mean, we talk about it all the time, obviously, with what we do for a living. And it, it, it's it's already challenging enough to find kids who can play. Then it's challenging to find kids. Okay, you know, can I seal the deal? Do they do they have interest in coming to my school? I mean, how much of an added layer is there with this? Where now there's this extra silo of where a kid's intentions lie. And then you have to sort through that through the other process. Yeah, at what point do you just throw your hands up in the air and say, Yeah, we're out? <laughs> no, we don't we don't do that. We're not we're not throwing our hands up. I mean, they don't sign to, until December, you know, and and then some in February. You know, so this there's a there's a long, long way to go, uh, with this. And the key to it is to to find out where do the where do the kids want to go to school? You know, where do they want to play? Aside from NIL, you know, where do they want to go to school? Who do they want, who do they want to play for? What head coach, coordinator, position coach? You know, who who do they want to sign up? Who do they really who do they really trust? Who do they really believe in? Who do they think can really get them where they need to go? That's the key, and 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 it, it takes there is an extra layer. It takes more time. I mean, it's like it's like a, there's a fog a little bit. You know, because there's there's a uh, you know because of NIL and things like that, it's uh, so you have to sort through it and keep hammering to keep banging because at the end of the day, it 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 it, it the truth comes out. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, when it really gets down to it, you know, it's, people are going to go where they feel like they can trust the coaches. We're talking to Michigan State head coach Mel Tucker and, and coach. One more thing about the NIL. When it comes time for you guys to evaluate, are, are you seeing almost a different attitude in some kids where it's more about me and my brand and it's less about playing with a team and getting better? It depends on the player. It depends on the player. Um, and so, yes, some, some, some guys are, are, are more about that. But we're not, really, we're not really hardcore recruiting those guys as much. No, because you know we need you know, it, but there's guys out there that are that are um, that are really working to build their brand, and they're hardcore football guys, and 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 they care about football more than anything in the world, you know. So it's not a bad thing for them to want to build their brand, and we want to help them build their brand once they get here, you know. But we, we we're looking for guys that are going to keep the main thing the main thing, you know. Um, and so uh, and there's a lot of guys out there. So we everyone's not for us. You know, and so, um, you know, so, you know, we, that's part of the evaluation process. And then guys mature. I mean, these are young guys. These guys, some of these guys are 16, 17 years old. Right. 
So so sometimes this is like a two year process with some of these guys, three years. So that so then it be maybe it starts off as being part of the brand, and then as they take more visits and they see more things, and then it becomes more real. They start to realize, hey, this is what's really important, you know. And then we help them along the way to 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 see that, you know. So it, it's it's a process with it. Then at, at some point, you know, we have to make a decision. They have to make a decision. Coach, one thing we talk a ton about, and I mean, it's never ending, is the conference expansion. And I, I mean, obviously, you know, you're, you're old school Big Ten, both Rico and I, same thing. I, I never imagined a time we'd be talking about the Big Ten being in California or having 20 teams or 24 teams. I, I guess as this unfolds now, where is your stance on it and, and kind of where you'd like to see it end up versus what may happen? Yeah, my my stance on it is I stay neutral on it because uh, really no one asked my opinion. Like no one, no one really cares what I think. Wait, Ke- wait, wait. Kevin didn't call you and ask for for a consultation. I usually get I usually I usually get uh, like a, a alert like on Twitter or something. I find out that way. You know, like no one that the 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 they don't ask me like what what do you want to do, Mel. You know, so uh, so that's not something I can control. So I don't even I don't even think about it. I, I, uh, I look at it and say, okay, what's the truth? What are the facts? You know, where are we with this? And then now, based upon what I, what's real, what's happening now, what do we need to do? <laughs> yeah. What's our next best step? And, and take it that way. And and that's the best way for for, for me to proceed. Um, you know, it's a landscape that's changing. Seems like daily. You know, it's, it's so much different now than it was even a year ago and two years ago. I mean, five years ago, I mean, it's totally different, you know, so and it's going to continue to be that way. And so um, we're going to control control what we can control over here and, and always take the next right step. Talking with Mel Tucker and, and Coach talking about things that you can control last year. You gave fans the white state helmets. You gave them the white oversized gruff Sparty helmet. Yes. Is this the season that Michigan State gets the black helmets and or uniforms? I can't I can't say that. I don't I don't know that uh at this moment. Okay, but, just I mean, just blink twice if just blink twice. <laughs> <laughs> you you cracking me up, man. You crack Hey, but you just made my day, man. That's the funniest thing I've heard all day. All day. Now I don't know that. I don't know that. You know, I guess is is it still a possibility? Is it a possibility with the, with you know what I have to I have to get back to you on that, okay. you know because I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you, uh, that's the furthest thing from my mind at this point, but I I can look into that for you. I'd be happy to do that. Uh, I appreciate that. that's all we needed to hear. Look, coach, <laughs> we you. really appreciate appreciate the time. Obviously, <laughs> Western Michigan on the mind. Uh, we'll talk to you as the season goes along. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Go green. Yes, sir. Right, thanks. Appreciate it. Mel Tucker, that's head coach Michigan State, 97-1. All right, so as you see, Coach really has plans for at least his recruiting and, and, and what he wants to do. There is a difference between the guys who come in, me first, looking for their package deal, and he's like, hey, they may start off that way, but eventually they start to see – it's not necessarily about, and I'm paraphrasing, and it ain't about me, it's about we, it's about us. So, but because I see it with a lot of recruits that they're so focused on, you know, my brand now, especially the mm-hmm. big name players. I don't necessarily think that that was it. And also, man, I, I tried, 
I tried, Evan. I tried to get him to say we got some black helmets. Yeah, I was curious if last night your phone was blowing up from, you know, bookers at, like, AEG and stuff, seeing if you could open for Chris Rock, because, boy, did he love that question from you. I'm like, (laughs) I mean, it was cute when you said blink twice, but I don't know. He died. He probably went home telling his wife and kids about it. Come on, man. It wasn't that funny. You know what? I think he was so dialed into coach mode that it kind of broke him from the mode because he was supposed to call it, you know, at 415, but he was meeting with a player. And that's good. He doesn't hide anything. Right. He is is very transparent. And, like, even when you guys asked him about, I mean, listen, he had a great season, 11-2, and right? So what what can you nitpick? And there was one obvious thing, and that was the defense. And he said, well, we can't be any worse. And, no, that's a matter of fact because we were the worst. Right. So and and you don't hear a lot of coaches. He embraces it. Get in front of that. And here's the thing, Evan. So much so, I think the defense is going to take a monumental leap forward. Case in point, I think you're going to see the same type of thing that happened with Michigan the year before. Remember, the year before, Michigan's defense was god awful. Yeah, they were, they couldn't stop anybody. Everybody remembers last year with Hutchinson and Ajabo mm-hmm. and 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 uh, uh, the safety um, Dax Hill. Dax Hill. But the year before that, I want to say, don't quote me on this, but I think they were like ninetieth. Well, and they I mean, were not good. No, they you could pass on them all day. You could run up the gut on them. I mean, granted, Aiden Hutchinson got hurt very early in that year, but I, I agree with you that you should see a big step up in the fact that. He's working with the cornerbacks this year, you right. know, a position that he played and, and and then coached at all the other schools that he's been at, Georgia, Ohio State, so on. That's a big thing, too, to identify a problem and to take time out of your day, you know, from coaching the overall team and having your eyes on everything to, to hone in on that, I think is very important, too. I mean, what you have now is a lot of people in that secondary who have now been battle-tested. Last year, the secondary all came in, knew they all came in, had three and a half weeks to learn the system, 15 practices, and you saw they were learning on the job. And football is not a sport that you want to learn on the job nor coach on the job. You want to have the experience. As the year went on, the secondary got better, but I think they're bringing speed in at the linebacker and the edge rushing spots, especially with the uh, the transfers that they are bringing in. I think that, Evan, is going to be the big-time difference with this team. And, yeah, I look for this defense to go – from dead last and pass defense to, man. I, be middle of the pack? Is that I good? Think, I think that they could be a top 30. Okay. I, I do think that they're going to bring this. The, because they were the ultimate paradox. Because first and second down, they got sacks. I mean, they, they were one of the leading teams in the Big Ten with sacks. But they just couldn't get off the field on third and fourth down. I, I think that they, honestly, I think they're going to surprise people. I know you're not allowed to say nice things about Michigan State. But honestly, Evan, if the pieces fall into place the way that I think that they can, I think that they'll probably finish second in the division in the Big Ten East. I still think Ohio State has too much talent. I don't think it'll be the bloodbath that you saw last year, but I think they have enough to beat Penn State. They have enough to beat Michigan. And before people are like, of course you said that. Hey, guys, how did the last two years go? Right. Okay, yeah. That's what I thought. But it won't happen again. You said that last year, and guess what? It happened again. What's going to be in Ann Arbor? Yeah, that was in Ann Arbor before. What's going to be at night? So it was 2017. Just keep shooting those at me, but I'm saying. Wait, you really things, think that game's going to be at night? I think that game's going to be at night. Wow. From what I'm hearing from Michigan people and the rumors, 
it sounds as if um, like uh, permits have been requested that go well into the night. Okay. So that's, so that's beyond a 3.30 kick. So, yeah, it's beyond a 3.30 kick that I think that they're leaning. I don't know if it's ABC, but sounds like they've hit the Ann Arbor police force saying we need permits for this and this, and it's during a certain time frame, and that time frame is later in the night. Was there anything that you didn't get to ask them that you wish you could have? I know I'm kind of putting you on the nah, spot. You know what? But... No, it's not. I mean, I, is there an impact freshman? Somebody that you just can't redshirt. Somebody mm-hmm. who's going to see the field and going to get a lot of time. That's one. Um, I'm thinking it was uh, Mangum. I want to make sure I get the right bro. I think it's Jaden Mangum. The receiver? No. Well, he's a safety. Safety, Safety okay. corner. So I think that's the one thing that I wanted to know. Was there a kid that's going to play? Mm-hmm. And not gonna sit, not gonna do anything. So I think Jaden Mangum, for what I hear, going for one of those safety spots, probably from what I understand, was why Darius Snow got kind of pushed to linebacker because this kid's six two, a lot faster, and you know fits that role fits, a little bit better. Fits that role because with teams going with that spread offense, so that's probably the one big question I would have asked. And you know, just I think I, you know, what's it like? Having Thorn, you know, Thorn there, but with two guys who could have jumped to the pro and Xavier Henderson and 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 Reed yep. coming back. That's what huge, is, I think. What does that add? And yeah, so that's probably the questions that I would have asked. So. I also really enjoyed. Um, I don't know if it was you or Mike that asked the question, but the entire being uncomfortable, being comfortable, Mike, yeah. being uncomfortable, and that that's something that you like to hear, right? Because you go eleven and two. You, you probably feel pretty damn good about yourself after the season. You do, but I think there's probably the most disrespected 11-2 and two because if you look at every prognosticator, oh, Michigan State can't do that well, again. Well, heck, you even had they can't Narduzzi crapping on them for that right. win. Right. I mean, it's like, yeah, they went 11-2. and two. You know, it, it's almost like the, the K McNamara effect. Yeah, you did it, but... <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you went 11-2, and two, but... I mean, it was it was cool. I mean, of course, Mel hits you with a ton of coaching cliches because that's what he does. But I, I do think that it's a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, a little bit of we have to do better because nobody believes in us. Nobody thinks that they could do this again. Vegas has them at over under seven and a half. Remember last year they were over under four, four. and a half. And I people remember telling people like, in like October, you do realize you no, it was over under three and a half. And when they beat Western Michigan. You won. Yeah, that's Cash your check. Yep. Month of September. <laughs> we hadn't hit October yet. That is so good. In the month of September, they beat Western Michigan. They were 4-0. They went over the 3.5. Now they're 7.5, and, and I think that they can exceed it. I, I look at their teams going out to I mean, going out to Washington, going up against Michael Penix Jr., a familiar foe. Playing on the West Coast is always difficult, but I think Vegas still has them, as of now, currently a 3.5-point favorite. The Ohio State. Wisconsin back-to-back. That's going to be tough, but you know what? I mean, college football isn't easy. Right. Now, here's can you split that? Because I do think going into Michigan, they got enough that it's a 50-50 game at worst, or depending what Michigan's defense looks like, they may have a slight advantage. But that's also another winnable game. So, no, and then Penn State, it's at the end of the year, and 
I just don't respect Penn State. Maybe no, I, maybe it, that's a flaw on my part. No, either do I. I mean, what, Rico, we've been going to state games for, what, 15 years together or so, and I don't think I've seen Penn State win there many times. No. I mean, whether it's Saquon well, Barkley. Now, well, or, well, now it's, this was going to be at Happy Valley, but states wanted Happy Valley before. I mean, they even did it in D'Antonio's last year yeah. with that. And what, what were they, eight in the nation, Penn State at the time? They yeah. won 17-14. So – and I think they do bring that little bit of D'Antonio, like, guys, nobody believes in us, so they don't quit. They go into the games, and I, I do think that they can get this thing done. And, yeah, I'd, I could easily pick them second in the Big Ten East. Easily. I mean, and, and anything can happen. Injuries happen, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes your scheme doesn't work. You you. I mean, we saw it with Michigan State when it was so evident in 2016 you know, they beat Notre Dame. I remember coming into work and being like, I think they could be better than last year. And yeah. then they proceed to lose every game after that. And then they played Ohio State, who was like number two in the nation. Oh, and they went for two at the end of the game when they could have beat them. Right, and it was like, wow. They almost pulled off the biggest upset in college football that year. So, we will see. Uh, you got any questions of me other than that? No, I just want to know just your excitement level. I'm not, I haven't gotten there yet, but, you know, a week from today, we're going to be heading to East yeah. Lansing. To go watch some college football. My excitement level, I mean, it's high. It's always, you know, you get excited for football. I think kind of like last year, I I like the first game. Friday night. I want to see what they're going to do. Now, last year was a little different because it was a league game. It was Northwestern. Remember, Northwestern. Down the road, yeah. It was, you know, Northwestern had just been to the uh, Big Ten championship game. So they were favored in the game. I think people forget. Mm-hmm. I think Northwestern was probably like a six, seven-point favorite in that game. First play of the game, Kenneth Walker. So first game last year wasn't the kind of the gimme that this one is. They should – I'm more anxious to see what the first quarter and the first half brings. Is it total domination or is it a lot of rust out there? Total domination kind of shows me that things are clicking and, okay, I feel good. But kind of like last year – it was the Miami game was the one that I circled. Can you go into Miami and represent? They had De'Eric King, who was a Heisman Trophy candidate, yeah, preseason candidate. Huge transfer. They, they, they ended his career. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, now this Van Dyke kid yeah. talks about like the next NFL no, QB. But, but Drew Beasley killed his career right really? there on the field. He sacked him. His shoulder was never the same. Done. You haven't heard from him since. I don't even know if he where he's at. But. They went into Miami, into the heat, and they won. Washington is going to be that game. Can you go? It's a night game. It's not heat. But can you go West Coast night game and win? That's always been a bugaboo for any Big Ten team, not necessarily even Michigan State. Even with the State, you can go all the way back to, uh, what, when they played Cal? I mean, Cal, Arizona State. Yeah. Like, it's – it's tough. It's different. But but a lot of Big Ten schools, when they go over, I mean, remember Lloyd Mich- and Oregon in the crown field. Mm-hmm. When they put Michigan State played Oregon out there. Good game. Just but not they the outcome just, they wanted. They just don't seem to do well when you hit that West Coast. So so we, we, we shall see. That, that game, the Washington game, is going to tell me. That's when I'll be able to sit there and say where I think Michigan State's going to figure out in the Big Ten. Well, the words of Bart Scott. Can't wait. All right. For Evan Jenkins, I'm Rico Beard. Thanks for listening to the Five Star Zone.